Let me give you a little bit of history about the Flower Communion in the fact that it's created by a minister, Norbert Kapik, and uh, he had he founded the Unitarian Church in Czechoslovakia. And in his particular congregation in Czechoslovakia, he was looking for a way, because he had many nationalities coming into his church and joining from all over, and he was looking for a way in which he could teach people a simple lesson of their own uniqueness. Different cultures, different languages, and so he came up with the idea, well, perhaps if they could bring a flower from their garden and we could bring it together and that flower could represent them. And as you look in front of you today, you see many bouquets. And these bouquets, when we started, only had a few flowers representing people that had gone on before. But as you look out here, you see the uniqueness. Every bouquet, every vase is different. And so in, in the minister, Noah, in uh, Norbert's mind, he wanted to teach that. And Norbert went on to continue this flower communion, and then during the war he was um, taken prisoner. His wife came to the United States, and he and his daughter were executed in Dachau. But the flower communion came to the United States in the Cambridge, Massachusetts, back in 1944, started doing it. For many of the same reasons, for to teach that as Unitarians we're all unique, we all come from different backgrounds, different ideas, but as we come together, we make beauty, we make purpose. And it's in the coming together that we are strongest. And part of the flower communion is that <clears throat> As we close the service, you'll come up and you'll choose a different flower to take that home with you to be reminded of the uniqueness of the people that are surrounding you today and of their gifts and of their uniqueness in what they offer to this congregation. And so We do this as a ritual in Unitarian churches to help us to take a Sunday to reflect upon what does it mean to be in community? What does it mean to come together? And what does it mean to create beauty? I remember the very first time <clears throat> that I was introduced to the Flower Communion, I'd been a member of the church for just about a month and my partner said, oh, we need to bring some flowers. And I said, why do we need to bring flowers? And as we <clears throat> came and I thought, okay, you know, and I, they said, hold your flower. I thought, well, if I hold it much longer, it's going to wilt in my hand. But then I remember the impact as I saw baskets <clears throat> and vases. And as people came up one by one and deposited their flower, I remember the impact that that had as I recognized that before my eyes, something wonderful and magical was happening. 
And last year in <clears throat> September, which is springtime in South Africa, the congregation wanted to do the flower communion. And so there we were with flowers that I hadn't really seen, which were unique to South Africa. But the same thing occurred as they came forward and created beauty. And so, as we are celebrating so many things this weekend of people's lives, remembering their sacrifice, let us also remember that the sacrifices each of us make on a daily basis to be a part of this congregation. Many of you sacrifice your time, your talents, your resources, and it is not unnoticed. Because just as we've created these bouquets every week as we meet, people work behind the scenes to create a service. Our music, the ministers, the people, the program, everything works together to create an experience for you. And in our programs that we enjoy here at the church, it's the same. It's one of the strengths of being a Universalist Unitarian is in our community. And may you hold this in your mind this day, that there is beauty in community, there is uniqueness in community, there is the opportunity to be an individual and to still be supported. And as you take your flower, and go home today, may you remember that you are unique, that you are loved, and that you are a part of a community that comes together weekly, that is there for you, that all you need to do is to reach out. And you can give back by offering your talents your resources, and your time. And just as we created these beautiful displays here today, you will have the same thing happen in your life as you engage with this faith of Universalist Unitarian. May we remember and hold dear our uniqueness, and may we remember and hold dear our strength as a community. And may, in times of need and joy, come together and celebrate the beauty of being in community, the beauty of flowers. May it be so. Let's go back a little bit further than when the Flower Communion was first created. We witnessed the cycle of love and life and death in the old Peter Paul and Mary song, Where Have All the Flowers Gone? Written by Unitarian Universalist activist Pete Seeger. In the old folk tune, Flowers are picked by young girls who get married, whose husbands become soldiers, 
who die and end up in graveyards decorated with flowers. And life comes full circle as young girls pick flowers, every one all over again. Today we commemorate both Memorial Day and Flower Communion and celebrate the importance of flowers in each event. Since time immemorial, the graves of fallen soldiers have been marked with flowers. But it is only since the Civil War that we have celebrated a kind of flower community that has spread across the country, and that is Memorial Day. Yale University professor and Civil War scholar David W. Blight writes of what he calls the first Memorial Day celebration in his book, Race and Religion, the Civil War in American History. Now here's how Bright tells the story. Bullets and disease such as typhoid and dysentery claimed more than 600,000 Union and Confederate lives. He writes, the most immediate legacy of war was its slaughter and how to remember it. Death on such a scale demanded meaning. In Charleston, North Carolina on May 1st, 1865, free blacks buried fallen Union soldiers and held a dedication. After the Confederate evacuation of Charleston, the liberated slaves made meaning out of the terrible devastation of their city and showed gratitude for their liberation by excavating the bodies of 257 fallen Union soldiers from a Confederate holding site, which was a horse racing facility, and they gave them proper burials. 28 black men built an enclosed burial ground, arranged the graves into neat rows, painted the enclosures white, and on the opening archway wrote, Martyrs of the Race Course. White people helped with the memorial march, but black people did the putrid work of reburial and planned the memorial. First in the parade came 3,000 black children, their arms loaded with roses, then 300 women with baskets of flowers and wreaths, and black men marched in respectful cadence around the track. The flowers were strewn all over the cemetery, covering all the graves and the space in between. The adults marched and the children sang. America and the Star Spangled Banner. This was a gift that was freely given. That briefly is the scene painted by Dr. Blight as he tells of a cycle of life destruction and respect so deep that the stench of death did not deter newly free men from paying homage to those they saw as saviors. Back then, the fragrant scent of flowers filled the canopy of air of the hallowed burial field in an act of communion that gave testimony to the gratitude of a people who had been brought from the stranglehold of slavery to the sweet breath of freedom. The fragrance filling our sanctuary this morning comes from gifts freely given. 
We are breathing in the scent of individual flowers that blend into a single swell of perfume. Flowers brought to fulfill our tradition of sharing within community through the flower communion. As we begin today's ritual, we recall the words of Georgia O'Keeffe. When you take a flower in your hand and really look at it, it's your world for the moment. I want to give that world to someone else. So as we begin the ritual, we remember that our lives are shared and that the gifts of time, love and good nature are freely given to each other. We share our worlds with each other. We ask a blessing upon these flowers that serve as a messenger of fellowship and love. And may they remind us amid diversities of knowledge and of gifts to be one in desire and affection and devotion to each other. May they remind us also of the value of friendship of community, and may we cherish friendship as one of the most precious gifts that we can offer to each other. That when we unite our time, talents, and resources, that we can create beauty, and that we do and can make a difference. May it be so.